Welcome to the Grace for the Growth podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Leo. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you on your own growth journey by empowering you to live your life with authenticity, freedom, and confidence. We will get real and raw as we dive into honest conversations about life, faith, business, relationships, dating, healing, and so much more. My goal is that you would walk away from our time together feeling a little less alone, a little less crazy, and a little more brave to be yourself. I hope you will find yourself more compassionate to past you, challenged as present you, and excited for future you. Embrace the story. Welcome the messy of it all. Sit in the unknown. And most importantly, live authentically. So pull up a chair in my virtual living room and let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Grace for the Growth. I'm so excited about today's topic and what we're diving into. And to be quite honest, I have a lot of friends coming on in the next few episodes. You know, I have them planned and all that kind of stuff. And, um, this topic that I am scratching the surface on today um, will definitely be one that we will talk about more in the weeks to come. So today I am talking about singleness. I'm just going to scratch the surface because there are so many layers that we can get into and different um, experiences we can get into. But um, I want to talk specifically about some mindset shifts that I have walked through when it comes to my singleness, when it comes to living fully in who I am and this season that I've been unexpectedly presented with. So um, I hope, welcome to the virtual living room. I hope that um, this is encouraging to you and I'm excited for not just this solo episode, but also some interviews I have with my friends coming up um, where we're just going to dive into this even more. So um as always, please let me know what stands out to you. Send me a message. Um, that is so, so, so helpful for me to know what is sitting well with y'all, what is standing out to you guys. And also if there's anything you want me to dive deeper into, questions you have for me about my experience, I want to know it all. So um, please, please, please always reach out. Always um, let me know what you're thinking. And if you don't mind, I... Um, especially as I'm hosting more interviews and connecting with more people, it's really important to um, be able to present our reviews and ratings and people look at those. So if you would just take just a few moments to review this on iTunes and or Spotify, um, but definitely iTunes for sure, just give it a rating and then also just write a few sentences about what you're learning, what this podcast means to you, um, and just your overall impression. I appreciate it so much. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, singleness. <laughs> uh, what a interesting topic. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Court, did you think that you would be staring into your 30s living life single? Absolutely not. Like that was never my thought. That was never my story. That was never what I expected to be walking through. And yet here I am. And if I'm being completely honest, 
I would not have it any other way. And it's taken me a long time to say that, to feel that. And so here just honestly is just some stuff that I have learned that I'm walking through, some things that the Lord has just really marinated in my life um, over the last few years. I kind of want to start with the story. So um, for me, I was growing up, I was surrounded by examples of people getting married either in college or right after college. It was pretty much the norm. I didn't have a lot of um, tangible or concrete experiences of other people getting married later in life. Um, I know that they existed. Like, I'm not, I'm not oblivious, but it just, it wasn't common. And um, my parents' story is they, you know, they met, they got engaged in college and they got married right after college. Um, a lot of my closest friends, um, family members, all of that. And so that was a pretty quote unquote standard story. And so I remember um, I was a junior in college and I happened to actually be dating somebody Um And I was dating this person and it was like maybe like the middle, maybe the middle of the year, junior year. So like right after Christmas time. And I don't know what happened or what triggered this, but I just had this realization that I was not going to get engaged in college and I was not going to get married right after college. I don't know if it was a realization, like, I don't know if we got in a fight that day. I don't think we did, but like, I don't know if we got in a fight that day. I don't know if like something, or if it was just like literally the Lord just giving me peace or just adjusting my mindset and letting me know this wasn't my story. I don't know what it was, but I remember just having this like sense of grief, like pour over me. And this was way before I wanted to like sit and acknowledge grief and could recognize grief. But looking back, that's what I was experiencing. And I kind of went into like a two or three day, um, I don't know, just like sad, (laughs) sad two or three days. I was just kind of mopey. And my boy, my poor boyfriend at the time was like, what is wrong with you? And I couldn't tell him what was going on because how the heck could I tell my current boyfriend that I knew I wasn't going to get married right after college? Um, yeah, yeah. I probably should have had a heart to heart with him (laughs) that week. We probably should have ended things there, but we did it a few more months. Um, anyways, um, I just had this moment of just like grief and, and, I knew it at the time and and I have even more clarity now looking back on it. Like I knew it wasn't because I wasn't grieving because it was not what I wanted or I was sad that that's not what I was getting or I was disappointed or I was mad at God. I just remember grieving and being sad about that because I I just, that was just like the standard and, and I, I'm trying to like describe it. It wasn't the standard like anything else is below this, like anything different sucks. But it was just like, that was the story I saw so often growing up in the South and like amongst family and amongst friends. And that was just the story I saw. And that's, that was my parents' story. So from the early stage of being a little girl, my first model, my first example of marriage, like that is the timeline. And it was, I think it was just more of like a shift of expectations. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think I was like a oh man, everything's ruined. My life is crap now. But I just think it was a shift in expectations. And, um, and so, yeah, it was a weird three days and 
And at that point, I remember feeling after after those few days of just processing that going, okay, now I feel like I have a completely open field. Um, what, what, what now? <laughs> I was still a year and a half away from graduating. Um, and I just felt, what now? Like, what is, what is the default now? It's kind of like this image when, you know, when you're a kid and you have those like, um, like handwriting exercise where you trace over the dashed letters, you know, when you're learning how to write, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like the dashes had been removed. Like I was expecting to follow this example, this model. And all of a sudden I felt like that was removed, that that wasn't going to happen for me. Um, and I was like, okay, well then what's the model? Like, what am I doing? What am I going after? Um, and it just felt like it was this, like I said, open playing field. And so that was, gosh, that was honestly 10 years ago, almost to the day I could probably look up journal entries. I should have looked up. I didn't know I was going to tell the story when I started recording, but, um, it was around this time 10 years ago. So, um, that is wild. I didn't even think about that. It was probably almost to the day, to be quite honest. That's so funny. Okay. Um, if y'all, if y'all know me, you know how I love anniversaries of things and date coincidences. So this is definitely no coincidence whatsoever. So, anyways, so just this like redefinition of singleness is what I've been navigating. So I kind of want to get into just a few mindset shifts over the last few years. Um, and I've shared this a few times, but my my um, dating journey <laughs> was pretty scarce for a really long time. So um, after that college boyfriend a decade ago, I did not date again um, for mm, eight and a half years. <laughs> so... <laughs> did not go on one first date for eight and a half years. And that is a very long time. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but basically I have learned what it means to be single. And I am happy to tell you that I am so content and I am so okay with my singleness season. And at the exact same time, it hurts so badly. It hurts so badly and it is so hard at the exact same time. And so that's one of the things I first want to talk about is you can be so grateful for this season and also just be so sad about it at the exact same time. And it doesn't invalidate either either feeling or either emotion. You can feel both emotions at the same time. And so um, that's, I think one thing just overall, I've been trying to grasp and trying to be honest about and feel and release and be free about is that I can love this life. I can love my solo dates. I can love my independence. I can love that I get to make decisions on my own. And also in the same moment of me, being on a solo date and choosing my own adventure and having a blast in the same exact moment, be like, gosh, this is really sad. <laughs> like I'm really lonely. Um, and I wish I wasn't doing this. I'm grieving the potential of like doing this with somebody else or experiencing this with somebody else. It can be both things at the same time. And so, um, 
I, I want to, I hope that encourages you to step into freedom there that you can, you can experience both emotions at the same time and that's okay. It doesn't invalidate either one of the emotions, um, but it's just real and honest. So that's the first thing I want to share. Um, the next thing I want to share, and I'm just going to jump over this cause I know I have another conversation coming up in a few weeks about this, but, um, as a single person, you are not in a pre-season for the season because there is no the season. Our lives are made up of so many different seasons of life. And I think a lot of times, especially if we grew up thinking that like, oh, marriage is just a part of adulthood. If you've always thought that marriage and adulthood go hand in hand, then it would be very easy for you to think that singleness is pre-season, that it is preparation. You've probably heard a lot of these terms before in any singleness teaching, um, that your single season is preparation for marriage, that your single season is um, is a time for you to do all the things you want to do before marriage happens. And while that is true, and I'm not sitting here and saying I disagree with it, I realized for me personally, that language and that narrative caused more harm than good. Because what preseason feels like, if you think about preseason for sports, like think about it like for football, right? You've got preseason games. While yes, they are games, sometimes you play scrimmages against, you know, your teammates. Sometimes you play teams, but they don't count. Preseason games don't count. And they're prep and they're practice, but they don't count. They're still valid, but they don't count. And for me, the term thinking about singleness as a preseason or a waiting room season is not healthy for me because I have to get my mind around the fact that my singleness season is a season, period. My singleness season is not solely preparation for the next season because you could say that about every season you're currently in. You could say engagement season is about preparation for marriage. You can say marriage in the first five years is preparation for the next 10 years. You can say your um, your season of this ex- specific position at your job is preparation for the next season. Like every single season you are in is preparation for the next season, no matter what it is, period. And it counts. It counts. Your season right now counts. It counts. It's not invalidated. It's not halfway done. It's not um, any less valid than a marriage season. Your season of singleness counts. And so what has helped me, I hope this helps you. Like, I hope this is resonating with you and I'm able to communicate it well. What has helped me is to look at singleness season as a season period. I will look back on my life. Lord willing, I get to live to be 90, a hundred years old. And I will look back at my life and I will look at these years of singleness for however long they are. They might be the whole time, who knows, but I will look at these season of singleness and I was like, wow, That was a season and look at everything that I went through, that I learned, that I co-created with the Lord, the relationships I built, all of this stuff. Look at what I did in that season. 
and it's its own season. It's not a preseason. Does this make sense? It might be preparation for the next season, but you could say that about every single season. So that is just one thing that has helped me. And again, that was way longer than I was going to talk about it, but because um, I'm talking about it more, but um, you're not in a preseason. You're not. Singleness is a season, period. So live it out fully. Live it fully. Don't limit it. This isn't a scrimmage. This isn't a practice game. This is a season. It might be different than the next one and the next one and the next one, but this is your season. This is your time. It's game time, my friend. It is game time, my friend. The second thing that I want to talk about is that marriage is not a reward for having a specific status, accomplishment, arriving, getting something down. Like I think sometimes, um, and, and purity culture has one of the narratives of purity culture, specifically when it comes to sex and purity is if you stay pure, um, then God will bless you with a healthy marriage. That was one of those kind of harmful narratives because it's assuming that um, if you do this, then then God, you're deserving of this. Like God will have to give you this. And like, uh, I'm not going to get into theology of that, but, um, but it created this like fear tactic ish, um, of, you know, if, if you make a mistake, like you're going to have mistakes everywhere and God can't bless your marriage. And I have a lot of issues with that because, I'm like, God is a God of grace and forgiveness and love. And I don't think that gives us a pass to make all mistakes, but I also think that he renews and gives redemption and all that stuff. So anyways, that's not what I was talking about. I'm going to put that can of worms, (laughs) shut that can of worms. We'll get to that one day. But, um, but yes, marriage is not a reward for doing something like I think I've heard that before like if you you know get to the place where you are happy single then that's when God can bless you with marriage oh if you get to the place where you're content in who you are in Christ then you'll be given marriage no because how does that work logically because there are a lot of people that got married really young that didn't get to all of those things yet they have grown into those things or maybe they developed those things together in marriage but like me as a 30 year old and entering into a marriage as a 30 plus year old I am in a very different season possibly entering into marriage than somebody in their 20s their early 20s post-college entering into their marriage like it's this goes back to the season things like it's just different seasons of life being in your 20s is a different season than being in your 30s and and like I think we also have to like acknowledge that too that there are just different there are different things that I have learned now as a 30 year old even though I'm a single 30 year old that will be completely different and may have been lessons along the way that a married early 20-year-old hasn't hadn't learned when they got married. Does that make sense? So like logically, marriage is not a reward. Like marriage is not, oh, you scored a 97% on the singleness season, therefore you get the prize of marriage. Like that's not how this works. Yet honestly, some of us live that way. Some of us live and some of us 
like think that way because some of us have been told that. So I guess this is just an episode of freedom bombs. Like I just want to wish freedom and pray freedom over you that if you have felt like you have not worked hard enough, that you are not strong enough, that you have not strived hard strived enough to be deserving of marriage. Like, I just want to pray in the name of Jesus that we reverse that narrative right now because it is a lie. Like you are on a journey. You are on a journey that is of growth, that is of developing into who God's called you to be. And marriage is not a reward for a pass or fail system of your singleness season. Like that just, that doesn't line up with like logically like and I know the supernatural and I know faith and all of that is not always logical but like it it doesn't line up it does not line up and so what we're doing today is we're just pulling back these mindsets we're just tearing them down bit by bit and I hope that like as you're listening to this episode I have a few more things to say But as you're listening to this episode that like you are prompted to journal about some things or think through some things like why have I thought these things? Are these thoughts that have developed consciously or subconsciously? Maybe someone said them to you. Maybe it's just something that culture is just like, I don't know, naturally taught you or um, maybe it's something that you've believed yourself or maybe it's a lie that the enemy has twisted and manipulated. Like, And so I really hope to challenge you to journal through some of these things if these are some of the mindsets that you've struggled with and that you walk away feeling encouraged and inspired to help kind of shift those mindsets in your mind. Um, uh, a few other things, a few other thoughts. Run your race. Live fully. Um, I have let guys in the past dim my light um, because I think there is a underlying message that I struggled with for a long time. Um, and it's the idolization of marriage. And, um, and so sometimes I, I'm totally guilty of this, so I'm not putting this on anybody else. Um, but there have been moments in my life where I have dimmed, filtered, muted, adjusted, who I am and who God has called me to be to fit into the mold that a guy wanted me to be or fit to a mold that a guy was comfortable with because I was too intimidating or I was too much or he didn't have the capacity to run with me. And, um, and I really just, it's much, obviously it's much more complicated than just that, but Um, part of the healing journey is me asking for repentance from the Lord for leaning into the lie of um, marriage is this idol, marriage is this thing that we want, 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 want in front of what God is calling us to do and who God has called us to be. And so I've had to repent and say, God, I'm so sorry. Like this is something that I want. This is something I desire but I'm so sorry that I have placed it as an idol and I have allowed other voices. I've allowed, um, I've allowed circumstances. I've allowed guys to come in front of and impact the, the race that I'm running. 
And so again, the logic part of my brain goes, okay, um, if God has purpose for us, if we have purpose on this planet and we are created by God for a reason, for a purpose, why would he bring along someone in our life that makes us feel like that purpose is wrong, that we're not in alignment with, and that we fully can't live out our purpose by literally living with this person and building a life with this person. I am to the point in my life where I know that there's so much freedom and joy and peace when I'm running the race that God has before me, when I'm listening to him, when I'm surrendered to him, when I am being obedient. I know what that feels like. I know the joy. I know the heart, soul, spirit connection that I feel with the Lord when I'm doing that. Why would God bring someone along my path to get married to, to build a new life with that makes me question, that makes me feel like my purpose is invalid, that makes me feel insecure about my purpose? Like that just doesn't line up. That does not line up. And so I've had to adjust my mindset and that's helped me honestly in dating to go into dating. And as I'm getting to know guys and as I'm having conversations with guys, not only being able to say, okay, do I feel like I can be myself with this person? Do I feel safe with this person? But also deeper into those dating conversations, do I feel like this is somebody who can run with me, not run behind me, not be dragged by me, but run with me. And that doesn't necessarily mean we're doing the same thing and we're on the same purpose and all this kind of stuff, but is supporting me, is there for me, is encouraging me, is fighting spiritual battles alongside of me, is like running with me and encouraging me and championing me in what God has called me to do and me back to him as well. But if I don't feel that, and granted, that's not a first, second, or third date question that comes with time, but if I don't feel that safety, if I don't feel that strength, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't care how nice it is to have somebody to text all the time or have somebody who takes you out to dinner or somebody who you can call anytime. Like, I don't care. Like, I want partnership. I don't want just companionship. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to pause there. Like, I want something so much more than companionship. And that's what I've decided. And and I hope that challenges you and encourages you to think about that as well in your singleness season. And so that means when you're single, run, run, live fully, go after that job you want, go live where you want to live, go do the activities that you want, take yourself out on the dates, make the friends that you want to make. Go out on vacations that you want to vacate to. Visit places you want to visit. I know that there are hurdles and I know that there's, don't get me started on all of the, you know, difficulties and different hurdles that we have as single people, but it's just a whole different set of difficulties and hurdles as married people, right? Um, So I, I could do a pro con list all day, every day about financial and traveling and housing and all that kind of stuff all day, but there are pros and cons to both. Okay. So while you're single, like optimize on those pros, optimize on your independence, optimize on being able to make decisions at a moment's notice, live your life fully, run, 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 run. 
And don't worry, I don't mean run like burnout, you know, self-love, self-care boundaries, like all of that. But you get what I'm saying, okay? And then finally, this is the last thing I'll say. I know this turned into like a little bit of a longer episode than I thought, but I just like have a lot of my heart about this. I could really talk about this for like 10 episodes, but um, I want to challenge you and ask you, what do you believe about God as your father? And that might take spending some time with him. That might t- take going into scripture, looking at his character, looking at his heart more. Um, especially in thinking about... I'm going to open another can of worms, so I'm going to have to do this fast. So I I will have to do this in another episode. But um, in thinking about who God is and thinking about running with purpose, I think, like I said, I don't think God would bring me somebody who I can't, I can't operate my in my purpose and my giftings with. Like, I don't think so. Um, I also think that God is a giver of good gifts. I don't think that God skimps out. I don't think that God says, hey, like, this is fine. Just be grateful with this. Like, I think he gives good gifts. I think he knows me better than I know myself. I think he knows what I need more than I need. And I think his ways are higher than my ways. And so, a few things. (laughs) One, I have to be connected to him. I have to continue to know his character so I can recognize his voice. I have to be in the word. I have to read more about who he is and what he says. I have to spend time with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to pour over me so I can get to know his voice and and the peace that he brings in my life. I have to spend time with the Holy Spirit so I can hear him in dating, in having conversations. I have to spend time with the Holy Spirit so I can feel peace in my singleness in those moments when I'm sad and when I'm grieving. I have to spend that time with him. And through that, as I've been spending more and more time with him, as I've been optimizing the time that I have in my singleness season, I am at full peace knowing that my God, my heavenly father gives good gifts and he loves me. He looks at me with loving eyes. He looks at you with loving eyes and he says, you are my precious child. I love you so much and I have so much goodness for you and I have so many amazing plans for you and I just, I just see the best for you. And if I believe God is showing up with all of that love, why, why, why do I find myself tempted to settle for less? Why do I find myself tempted to settle for, oh, he's fine. Oh, he'll do. Look, I have spent many, 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 many years with unrealistic standards, with standards of perfection for dating and it was unhealthy but also there have been so many moments where I've been like does pursuing relationships of high quality like it's exhausting and there's it doesn't happen often if at all um is it worth it is it worth it? And let me remind you, friend, that we're all only looking for one person. We're all only looking for one person. And that's that's it. You're not looking for a group. You're not looking for a collective. It's just one person. 
and God's not going to like skimp out. God's not going to skimp out and go, will this do? Could you make do with this? Is this marriage going to be okay enough? Mm -mm. No, no. When we look at the first miracle that Jesus ever did, he turned the water into wine. And if you look into it, if you dive into it, look into the text, he could have made crappy wine. (laughs) It would have been fine. It would have been totally fine, but he didn't. It was high quality wine. No matter how drunk everybody already was, no matter how low everyone else's standard was, he made high quality wine. High quality. Incredible wine. He did not skimp out. Why would God skimp out on you? Why would God skimp out on who's potentially your partner one day? And so I know this is an episode on singleness, but I think it's important that we talk about these mindsets because these mindsets, even though some of these mindsets directly are about marriage and are about a potential person, they directly tie to singleness and how you stand in your singleness. If you stand in your singleness thinking that you're in a preseason, release it. If you stand in your singleness thinking that marriage is a reward for success of if only I was fill in the blank enough. It's time to break free of that. If you are standing in your singleness saying, okay, like this is fine. I can run in my purpose, but I might have to change some stuff about me and about what I'm doing. Look, 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 I get it. Marriage is a sacrifice. Like it is partnership. It is the combination of two people, but who you are, there should not be misalignment in your purpose. You should not have to change the core of who God has called you to be for the idol of marriage. Let's break free of that. And if you also feel like you are sitting here and saying, maybe God forgot about me. Maybe I am missing X, Y, Z. Maybe I didn't do this or this or this early enough. Maybe I messed up. You are not being punished. You're not being punished. God is not holding out on you. God is not punishing you. My friend, That is not his character. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. And so I would just encourage you just to challenge yourself to sit and receive that love, to sit and receive that blessing from him. And I'm not talking about the blessing of marriage. I'm talking about the blessing of peace and the blessing of love and know that you are seen and that you are loved by a heavenly father. Somebody asked me this week, what legacy do I want to leave in my single of seasonness? My my season of singleness and how I do it. What legacy do I want to leave in my season of singleness and how I do it? The legacy I want to leave, if I have the opportunity to not be single anymore, if that is for me, if I step into marriage one day, the legacy that I want to leave in my singleness is that people will remember that I lived it fully, that I didn't hold back, that I didn't miss out, that I lived and ran according to my purpose, that I encouraged others to do the same, that I optimized the time that I had, that I laughed, that I cried, that I grieved, that I prioritized my physical, my mental, my emotional, and my spiritual health, 
that I worked hard at continuing to be a better version of me, not for my husband, but for me as a child of God, that I worked on me for me and for my place in the kingdom. That's the legacy I want to leave. That I I did it fully. That I turned every stone and that doesn't mean I went on every trip and that doesn't mean I started everything and that doesn't mean I worked in seven ministries. That doesn't mean that I burned out. It means that I did not let anything, I did not let being single hold me back. I kept running my race. I hope this episode encouraged you a little bit and that you feel a little less alone today. I would love to hear what stands out to you and what strikes a chord with you, um, what you want me to talk more about. And um, yeah, this was like a really long episode. (laughs) So thanks for listening along. But um, there's so much to unpack here and I could go on about these topics and so many others, but um, this is where I felt led to start today. So let me know, um, yeah, what stands out to you and what you want to hear more of. And um, yeah, I just really want to challenge you just to sit in that love and do some do some reflection. Um, and if you need anything, let me know. I'm here for you every single step of the way. Um, I want to make you aware of a few resources that I have available and I'll put them in the show notes. If you want to grow and if you want to learn how to um, host and design better solo dates for yourself, I have a free solo date masterclass, Design Your Dream Solo Date Masterclass. It's totally free. Um, it's me teaching about it. Kind of, I kind of talk about some of these mindsets and you have a workbook on how to design your dream solo date. So um, I'll have the link in the show notes, but you can go ahead and get that today. Um, and go through that and let me know always, always, please, 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 please always tag me in your solo dates. Um, I'm cheering you on and it is literally makes my day, makes my week to see you guys, um, living your best solo life. Um, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is if you need somebody who is a safe space, who is an encouragement, who can stand with you as you're kind of working through some of these mindsets, as you are navigating some of these conscious or subconscious beliefs. Um, I have spots available for my one-on-one mentoring program called Bloom. And it is, like I said, it is one-on-one. We custom build it to what you're working through and what you need. And really it's just the opportunity for us to just sit together and for you to tell me about what's going on and for me to ask you questions and encourage you and empower you and for you to have this person in your corner who is a safe space, who is a friend, who we can kind of connect and talk about. So um, Bloom is a three-month program and that's kind of like my standard program. But if that doesn't work for you or if that isn't what you need, I have lots of different options, um, including one-off options. So if you just want to sit with me for an hour, um, one time we can set that up as well. So, um, if you're interested, I'll put the link for bloom in the show notes, but if you're looking into something else, if the structure of bloom isn't perfect for you, then just shoot me a message on Instagram and we'll try to work together to figure something out that's going to work for, um, the time that you need, the budget you have and, um, meet the goal that you have. So, Um, it's like my favorite thing to do ever. So please, if you need that, or if you're interested in that or have questions, please let me know. All right. That is it for me this week. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening, tuning in. I can't wait to hear your thoughts and I will see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Grace for the Growth podcast with Courtney Leo. I hope that this conversation encouraged you and inspired you on your own growth journey and as you pursue a life full of authenticity and freedom. I want to encourage you to interact with us on social media at Grace for the Growth and at Courtney Y. Leo. Also, if you've got any ideas, way that these episodes have impacted you or encouraged you, I want to invite you to either DM us or email us at hello at graceforthegrowth.com. Until next time, I challenge you to embrace your story, welcome the messy, sit in the unknown, and live authentically. Bye-bye now.